Okay, and and I'll I'll open in prayer, and then we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll figure out our reading here. So let me just uh, open in prayer. Oh Lord, I just want to thank you that uh, that we can get together, Lord, and just look at your word. And this evening, it's so important that we we study your word and uh, grow in the grace and the knowledge of you, Lord. Uh, and grow in the grace and uh, what you want us to do and what you want us to be, Lord. Uh, we know that uh, man does not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And Lord, we need to feed on you. And uh, just like we need physical food to nourish us, Lord, we need spiritual food to nourish our souls, Lord. And, and draw close to you and we just want to thank you for your word and thank you for the group that got together tonight lord and we just pray this in your wonderful name amen amen okay now i want to just change my view quick here there we go uh i can well if, if somebody wants to start off they can read down say the first uh eight eight verses and then i can read from nine to uh 20 and then somebody can finish it off if they want to so anybody want to jump in the first part of the chapter what advantage then hath the jew or what profit is there in circumcision much every way chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of God for what if some did not believe shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect God forbid yea let God be true and every man a liar as it is written that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings and mightest overcome when thou art judged but if our unrighteousness commend the righteousness of God what shall we say is been is God unrighteous who taketh vengeance? I speak as a man, God forbid. For then how shall God judge the world? For if the truth of God hath more abounded through my lie unto his glory, why yet am I also judged as a sinner? And not rather as we be slanderously reported. And as some affirm that we say, let us do evil that good may come, whose damnation is just. Um, what is then? What then? Are we Jews any better than better off? No, not at all. For we have already charged that all, both Jew and Greek, are under sin. As it is written, none is righteous, no, not one. No one understands, no one seeks after God. All have turned aside together, they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave and the use of their tongues to deceive. The venom of asp is on their lips. Their mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. In their paths are ruin and misery. And the way of peace they have not known. There is the fear of God before their eyes. 
Now, we know that when whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped and the whole world may be held accountable to God. <coughs> works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes the knowledge of sin. And somebody can take it from 21 to the end if they want to know. Okay. But now, apart from the law, God's righteousness has been revealed, attested by the law and the prophets. That is, God's righteousness through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe, since there is no distinction. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. They are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. God presented him as a propitiation through faith in his blood to demonstrate his righteousness because in his restraint, God passed over the sins previously committed. God presented him to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so that he would be righteous and declare righteous the one who has faith in Jesus. Should I go on? Sure. Should I? Should we? Okay, I'll finish it. Okay. I had myself. Hang on one minute. My wife just got a phone call here. Where is boasting then? It is excluded by the law of work. No by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Is he the God of the Jews only? He is not. He is not also the Gentiles, just of the Gentiles also. Seeing it is one God, which shall justify the circumcision by faith and uncircumcision through faith. Do we then make void the law to say, God forbid, we establish it? Just I keep on running into these people that want to go back and say that we as Christians need to keep the whole law. I mean, I have to almost every week battle some of them that come on and try to uh, get everybody to go back under the law. It's, uh, you know, they're, they're under the curse of Paul from Galatians, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, and yet they, they are out there and they're persistent and they're proud of their legalism. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and, uh, you you deal with those people just about every day when you you know I guess the bond of theology they have is that they think they're good people and therefore they're going to be all right with God. Yeah, right. They're very proud of how they keep the law. Yeah, I mean it's plain when it comes right out and says that 
for in verse 20, for by the works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight. I mean, that's just, you can't get any more plainer than that. That's right. The law was given, if we go back and read the book of Galatians, the law was given to show us that we couldn't obey the law. Right. And that uh, we need it. Uh, it points us to Christ. We need Christ because he's the only one who fulfilled the whole law. You know. Right. And like he says, I, I came not to destroy the law, but to fulfill the law. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah. yeah, before we got on our meeting, I, like I said, I was in the book of Psalms. I was jumping through all the Psalms. Uh, I was in Psalm 14, Psalm 53, uh, Psalm 5, Psalm 140, uh, Psalm, 1, uh, uh, Psalm 10. And then even in Proverbs and in Isaiah, it talks about what we just read here about none being righteous, no, not one. And nobody seeks after God. That's us in our fallen state. Uh, before we uh, were given the, the Holy Spirit and became Christians, that uh, uh, we... You know, I, I, there was, I think it was the King James Version translation where it says that uh, uh, their righteousness is uh, not as filthy rags, but uh, I'm trying to think what verse it was now. Uh, all turned aside together, they have become, they have become worthless. That's what it says in mine. Uh, but actually, you go back and you translate that into the Greek or see where it came from. It actually means rotten fruit. <laughs> and, uh, you tell me what you can do with rotten fruit. I mean, there's right. nothing you can do with it. You got to throw it away. Fertilizer. And, uh, so many people in the world that are trying to make the rotten fruit good and you can't make it good. Right. You need, you need fresh fruit. And God is the one that takes the old and gives us the zoom, you know. So whether you're a, a, a Jew or a Gentile, uh, the first part of this chapter says that we all must come by faith. Uh, it doesn't matter if we're a Jew or a Gentile. We all must come by faith. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yet a Jew will perish with the law, and a Gentile will perish without the law. They're, they're in the same boat. Yeah. Can I ask a question that uh, keeps on coming up in my groups? Sure. Well, it's about the law. You know, in Acts 10, Peter gets the vision to, to preach to the Gentiles. In Acts 11, the vision is repeated, explained again. And then Peter goes, he breaks the law, and he goes in to the Gentiles, preaches the gospel. They're filled with the Spirit like Pentecost. Um, and then Acts 15 happens, where the believing Jews say that the new converts, the Gentile converts, 
that they have to be circumcised. And the big debate comes there between the Jews demanding that the new believers be circumcised and the apostles, James, Peter, and all, they confer. And it says there, they write a letter to the church, to the Gentile believers, saying that um, the Holy Spirit and them, the apostles, uh, released the Gentile believers from having to keep most of the law except for things strangled, blo uh, blood, and um, uh, and uh, sexual immorality, and excusing most of the Gentiles, excusing the believing Gentiles from having to keep most of the law, while the apostles and the believing Jews continued to keep the law. Uh, that's that's the controversy. Um, can I ask your opinion? My problem is I didn't hear a lot of that. Big pardon? I didn't hear a lot of that. Yeah, in the last part, you kind of you you kind of froze up there for a minute, Ron. Oh, bummer. Uh, should I repeat it? Yeah. Okay. The, the last part of what I was saying was about the letter in Acts 15, the letter that James, Peter, and the apostles wrote to the Gentile believers, saying that they and the Holy Spirit uh, decreed that uh, they do not have to keep, they don't have to be circumcised. The believing Gentiles do not have to be circumcised and do not have to keep most of the law except for the four. Uh, key items they mentioned, things strangled, things offered uh, from, uh, from eating blood, from sexual immorality, and uh, that the believing Gentiles, therefore, were released from having to keep most of the law of Moses, while the apostles and the believing Jews continued to keep the rest of the law. That's the contribution. Hmm. Well, I'm not. Uh, I'm not picking up a lot of what you're saying, Ron. Uh, it's because of sound, not because of you. Uh, I don't know. I'm having a lot of trouble with this sound on our meeting tonight for some reason. Yeah, you're breaking up too. Yeah, you know, and you were breaking up too. So I don't know what's going on with our sound here. It seems like, uh, you, know, just, uh, you know, the last time this happened was on my wife, uh, Chromebook. She was logged in twice. So everybody make sure they're not logged in more than once. <laughs> right. I think I've only logged in once. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Tells me I can't minimize. There's feedback. The feedback is back. And the feedback is yours? Yeah, I hear the feedback. Yeah, I got feedback too. That's I strange. Think. That is very strange. I'm not sure what's going on. 
this other Zoom group that I was in had feedback problems. When the person in Zoom had their smartphone next to the computer, and their smartphone being next to the computer uh, allowed there to be uh, feedback into the Zoom. Okay. Smartphone in the Zoom. Did you say how you can get rid of it? Well, they they found the uh, one that had the smartphone next to their unit, and uh, they got rid of the smartphone that was nearby, and uh, the, the uh, interference stopped. Okay. I wish I could, because this is kind of irritating. Dan, how does it sound for you? It's uh, pretty garbage. Now, when you talk, I hear, a I hear you double. I'm not on it. I'm on a smartphone. I'm not on a computer. I know you're on your phone, aren't you? John's on his phone, too. Shall I mute? I'm, I'm on a computer. Shall I mute you and see if that helps? Yeah. I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. That took care of it. Okay, that took care of it. Well, so it's gotta yeah. be Jim. Uh, he's not logged in twice, is he? I just I just muted him, and that seems to have taken care of it. Yeah. Okay. Now you got him back on, and it's back on again. Okay, I'll mute him unless he's going to talk. Okay, okay, sounds good. Okay, that corrected it. Jim, you're the troublemaker. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. It's great having you on, even though we can't hear you right now. But if you got to say something, you got to unmute yourself to say something now. Okay, we... We got the, the problem stopped. Uh, Dan, what's your uh, take on this uh, chapter? So it says, basically, that's the question is, uh, are the Jews, do they have an advantage or is circumcision an advantage? And it, it's the, the um, two things that if you're a Jew, it would be that you would claim your lineage as being Jewish, as giving you some special um, place. And if it's the circumcision, it's because you're a law keeper or you want to keep the law. And with circumcision, we see in Deuteronomy and we see throughout uh, the Old Testament uh, in Jeremiah, the circumcision was to be circumcision of the heart. It was merely a sign or a symbol. And, um, but I see that um, verse four is a very key verse to me. It says, um, let God be true and every man a liar. And verse three, of course, it says, um, if somebody doesn't believe, does that mean that um, the, it makes my faith without effect? And that is, no, it does not. It has nothing to do with somebody else believing or not believing. It's let God be true and every man a liar. So we see that um, it's, it's not by the works of the flesh, nor is it by 
our lineage or by our genealogy. And we see in Timothy, you know, that um, avoid genealogies. And um, so it's all in Christ. It's all the Lord Jesus in yeah. his finished work and faith in him. Yeah, that's very good. Uh, uh, I know that we read this prior to getting into this chapter, but it says that uh did the jews have any advantage and it says they did because they were entrusted with the oracles of god that was the only uh benefit of being a jew was that you were entrusted with the oracles of god being a jew because uh, yes. all the nations were ungodly nations that were around them and uh None of them worshiped the true God. But then we see in the Old Testament that there were some Gentiles that became proselytes. They became Jews, uh, like Ruth, for one. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of the, the, the gal who uh, did despise. Uh, Rahab the harlot. Rahab. Uh, so there were, I mean, there was others. But uh, yeah, so... Uh, in a sense, the Jews did have somewhat of an advantage, but what comes, you know, responsibility comes, you know, the consequences. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And that's why the, God was so hard on the Jews. That's why he judged the Jews. In our Bible study right now, we're in the book of Ezekiel, and we're looking at uh, uh, the punishment that God poured out upon Israel. We just went through the siege and how terrible that was. But it was God that allowed this all to happen, you know. Uh, he was judging his people. And it's the same way, too. Judgment will start at the house of God. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So, you know, being a Christian doesn't excuse us for breaking the law because we have a savior and we're uh we're we're not exempt from the punishment uh as far as uh the consequences for our sins that's the way i was trying to trying to say it if we sin uh willfully we're gonna you know we're gonna pay the price uh be not this i'm sorry be not yeah. deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. Yeah. And yeah. I, I appreciate very much uh, your thought there. And I concur with, to, to whom much is given, much is required. Mm -hmm. And so there's tremendous responsibility when we hold in our hands the word of God. We have a tremendous responsibility yeah. to treat it with respect and to rightfully divide it and share it and put it forth in truth. Uh, that is so you know, that, um, that about being entrusted with the oracles of God, you know, it, it, uh, uh, maybe I miss it. Uh, I know that I know in the prophets, there are many scriptures addressed to the unbelieving nations around Israel, but Apart from that, um, I don't see 
any effort on the part of the Jews, King David, Gideon, Joshua, um, I don't see any effort on their part to evangelize the unsaved who don't have the law. I mean, they've been, the Israel has been entrusted with the oracles of God. You would think that being entrusted with the oracles of God, it would be their responsibility to spread the word like it is our responsibility today to uh, preach the word to every nation and, and all. I, I just, um, I, I'm just impressed that there's no record of any effort by Israel to, sh to spread the oracles of God abroad among their neighboring nations. Mm -hmm. But I agree, in the prophets, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Joshua, Jeremiah, um, that there's many words spoken to the surrounding nations, but um, I, I, I wonder how that word was delivered to those surrounding ungodly nations. Because I don't think they kept the Bible. I don't think they had copies of the Bible in I think uh, it, their land. I think it's very interesting. Um, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, it says, that, verse 5, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt what? Teach them diligently to thy children. And shall talk of them when thou liest down, when thou sittest in thy house, and when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, and when thou risest up, and so forth. There was, they had the word of God, and they didn't even put it in their own hearts. They didn't pass it on to their own children. And so, Israel you know, mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think that's a real lesson to us that, uh, you know, we need to look at. Those things which were written aforetime were written for our learning. And we should learn from what they didn't do and do what they didn't do. Mm. Well, as, That's why as I, I read that. Children's <laughs> ministries are important. But as we, we go to the Old, Old Testament, uh, you know, they, they were not called to evangelize. They were called to to uh, yep. the uh, theocracy where uh, God was to be their God, and the nations had their God, and they were to shine brighter than the other nations. Uh, and I, as I think of committed with the oracles of God, they had the Ten Commandments. They knew that they sinned. Uh, the nations had a. The, the nations had uh, a problem not knowing, but uh, uh, they knew that. And then they knew that they had to have a blood sacrifice uh, to cleanse them from all their sins. And yet when it came to the New Testament and what God was doing secretively, uh, bringing Christ to the cross and allowing Satan to take his life, uh, they did not see the implications of having the oracles of God and the need for that blood sacrifice as the Christians did. And so I think by them having the oracles of God, it was to a great advantage, but yet they uh, uh, misinterpreted it, I guess. Mm -hmm. And 
they uh, they did not turn to Christ. In uh, Acts chapter eight twenty six, you know we have the story of Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, and the Ethiopian eunuch had been up to Jerusalem to worship for Candace, and it's fascinating to me that. God would bring these people to Jerusalem. You know, they would come to Jerusalem because that's where the God of the universe had placed his name. And yeah. so anyway, I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know how it all works. I don't, I can't make any claim to that. I know that Romans one tells us that um, all of creation speaks of um speaks of the glory and the majesty of god verse 20 it says for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and godhead so that they are without excuse because when they god they glorified him not as god but were neither thankful but became vain in their own imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened and so forth so i think you know we we concern ourselves with things maybe that um, are a bit speculative and we don't really have an answer for, but the most important is that we have our eyes and our hearts focused on the Lord Jesus, on what he has done in his finished work at Calvary and seeking to please him in what we do and how we walk, how we act. And anyway. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, looking for something here in the book of Joshua. Uh, maybe I can just share it. Uh, I didn't find it here. If we look at the conversion of Rahab. Yes. Uh, the prostitute. Why was she uh, brought into the fold of Israel? The reason was, is that she believed God was going to destroy uh, uh, the city and that uh, she had heard all these rumors of the God of Israel. And she believed in the God of Israel because she wouldn't have hid the spies to begin with. I mean, she put her own self at risk by doing it and then helping them escape, uh, she would have been killed right on the spot if they would have found out. But she trusted God through the whole thing. And her and her family were saved because of it. And I believe there was other Gentiles during that period, uh, even though they're not recorded, uh, I believe that there were Gentiles that came into the fold of Israel so in a way, they were witnessing, but only because of the power of God. Amen. Yeah, and I think that's where it all comes in. Yeah, the one thing that uh, struck me about Rahab the harlot, when she hid the spies, what was her testimony to them? I know, I know, we have heard, I know. Yeah, and, uh, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Dan. Yeah, it's in, uh, um, I thought it was in chapter two, but I 
can't find it either. Oh, verse 10, it's chapter two, chapter two, verse nine. It says, and she said unto the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land and that your terror is fallen upon us and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what he did to the two kings of the Amorites, which were on the other side of Jordan, Sion and Og, whom he utterly destroyed. And as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt, neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in the earth beneath. And I think that's a testimony that we, sh we should each have, you know, that I know, and why do I know? We have heard, and, you know, the Lord, our God, he is the God of heaven and the God of earth. And so, uh, what a... Yeah, I think of, of, of Naaman. Uh, yes. Yes, you think of him, him too is... He's seen that there was a God in Israel, and yes. uh, he believed, and he he washed in the Jordan, and uh, he even took to me it's the ground of of Israel, and took it back yes. to his homeland, and every time he worshipped, he went on that ground because that is is the ground that God rules in. And uh, holy. the holy ground, and uh, that's where he worshiped. But I, I mean, to me, that he was evangelized there and he believed in the God of Israel. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. And it was a testimony of a little girl. Yeah. Yeah. A slave yeah. girl. A slave girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you guys think uh, Nebuchadnezzar? as you all the trials God put through his life and some of the things he wrote in Daniel, uh, you wonder sometimes if he was a man, well, it sort of seemed like he was a man that believed in the God of Israel, so. Well, God, the, the Lord Jehovah said, he called him his friend, Nebuchadnezzar, my friend. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah. so I don't. I don't know. I I can't. I, I'm not sovereign, and I I'm not. God knows the heart. I, I leave. I leave it all up to God. You know, if he's yeah. whatever he whatever he decides is his yeah. ball ball games. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys. I, are I think that Nebuchadnezzar definitely was raised up for a purpose, and I think that we can learn from Nebuchadnezzar that God raises up the basest of men to be the rulers of the sons of men for his own purposes. And he's yeah. going to bring to pass his purposes. And his earthly, was raised up for God's glory too. Yeah. Yeah I, mean, yeah. yeah. I was just thinking when you guys were talking about Daniel and his friends, Shadrach, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, when they were in, uh babylon they were really a testimony to the power of god and god being the god of israel you know when they were thrown in the furnace when daniel was thrown in with the lions uh i mean just think of all the people that's seen this 
that was a testimony. You know what I mean? For yeah. their faithfulness and trusting God. And I think that there's a lot of witnessing going on in the Old Testament uh, with people's actions more so than with their words. And really, that's the way we are to witness to. I mean, even though we tell people about the gospel, our lives should show uh, them the true God and and the Savior of the world, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So verse 20, it says, therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. I think Irby referred to that earlier. Yeah. And, um, Galatians. You know, yeah. Yeah. But this is in, this is in uh, Romans 3.20. This is in our yeah. chapter. Mm -hmm. And um, we see that um, there's none righteous, no, not one. And verse 23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Mm. And yeah. The, uh, we have uh, the propitiation in verse 25. Mm. And mm -hmm. my understanding of propitiation is that which placates an angry God. And can we comprehend what went on at the cross to placate an angry God when he meted out judgment for his, for my sin on his son? It's, it's just yeah. beyond comprehension. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Only God can forgive sins like that. In verse 22, yeah. it says, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. And that's kind of important. It isn't the law. That's This is the answer to salvation. The righteousness of God is through faith in, in Jesus Christ. And uh, it's our belief in him. And I mean, that spells it right out. Yet people think they have to add something to their salvation. Works plus uh grace and they don't mix it's like water and oil you can't mix it you know verse 26 is an amazing verse too um it says to declare i say at this time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier you know god who is just has to deal with sin but he became the justifier. The Lord Jesus Christ was the justifier. He is the one who took my place on the cross. He's the one who took God's punishment for my sin. So he was justifier so that God could be just in meeting out justice for the sin that I committed. Hmm. And I have heard it said that we have given Christ our sins and he had given us our righteousness, his righteousness. And that's not really true. We didn't give God anything. He took it. He took yeah. our sins yeah. willingly boarded in his body on a tree and then yeah. in turn gave us his righteousness. Yeah. You know, First, Cor hmm. First Corinthians 5 uh, 
7.21. Anyways, 1 Corinthians, he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Second Corinthians 5.21. Yeah. I know that you can have the knowledge of sin and not really the knowledge. <laughs> how am I going to explain that? I, you know, I was raised Catholic, so I knew I was a sinner as a Catholic. But mm. I didn't think I was that bad, you know. I didn't, uh, uh, you know, and I went to church and so on and so forth, but, you know. And then I heard the gospel and they, they told me I was a sinner. Well, I didn't really, I knew that. And, uh, uh, but then uh, I tried to be a Christian. I tried not to sin. And uh, not until I really became a Christian did I know how sinful I was. And it's a funny thing. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Until I became a Christian, did I know how sinful I was, and uh, mm -hmm. uh, now I rejoice that Jesus paid it all. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, and I tell you, it's something that uh, we can't, we just can't uh, say that we had anything to do with our salvation. We didn't. We didn't have anything to do with it. Uh, in fact, it even tells us in, in on verse 27, what then, uh, then, what becomes of boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? By the law of works? No, but by the law of faith. For we hold uh, that our, that one is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. Or is God the God of the Jews only? And now he is not the God of the Gentiles also. Yes, the Gentiles also. Uh, since God is one, uh, who will justify the circumcision by faith and the uncircumcision through faith? Do we then overthrow the law by the faith? By no means. On the contrary, we uphold the law. Them are important words. By our faith, we agree with God that we have nothing to boast about. Even God gave us our faith. <clears throat> I believe it was a gift of God. It tells us that in Ephesians 2. Uh, that... Uh, that everything was given to us. It's a gift. It's nothing of ourselves. And that's what makes my heart want to praise God with all my might, because I know that I have been justified by the grace of God uh, through faith, and it was all given to me as a gift from God. So, I mean, that's the Amen. way to look at it. Amen. It says that we establish the law, and uh, we really do because the law has done its work in our lives and made us realize how sinful we are. Mm 
And so we have established it. And uh, we did not make the law void, but we have established it in our lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've got some notes. Uh, You find the same thing in 1 Corinthians 5.21 and Colossians 2.13 and 14. It's It's the same message that, you know, that we fulfill the law. The law is our school teacher bringing us to Christ. Amen. Yeah. Well, and that's where that's where it did not do that to the Jewish people as a whole. They they uh, looked at the law as not a means of telling them how sinful they are, mm-hmm. but they looked at the law as a means of uh, getting access to God and becoming a good person in yourself. Mm-hmm. John five thirty nine says, "Search the Scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, but they are they which testify of me." Speaking of the Lord Jesus, so you know, anytime we we look at what is contained in the Old Testament, it has to point to the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. We see that in Luke 24 as well on the road to Emmaus. And beginning at Moses and the prophets, he expounded unto them the scriptures concerning himself. Mm-hmm. Well, I got ahead of us ourselves there a little bit. Uh, but next time we get together, we're going to be looking at, uh, you know, Father Abraham, how he was justified. Uh, and he was justified by faith also, same as we are. You know, a lot of people in, talk about the Old Testament saints. Uh, they had the same, uh, the same oracles we got right now. <laughs> they didn't change. Uh, and Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. So we'll kind of get at that when we get into our next uh, next chapter. So, You know, what you're talking about, Abraham believing God and believing God, being faith, saved by faith, you know, it all, it all goes back to Adam and Eve. What was their, what was their sin? They did not believe what God said. They thought they could take that fruit and God's word would not be fulfilled. They did not believe. To me, that helps me understand why belief is so important because how unbelief ruined the garden, ruined life on earth for humanity. And it's such a big deal. You know, I, I look at Ephesians 3 where it says that God has set this whole thing up so that the principalities, the uh, cherubim, the seraphim, the rulers in the spirit realm would all see the wisdom of God and his love, what he did through Christ to overcome that initial unbelief mm-hmm. that brought all the bricks falling down on us. Um, you know, I, it helps me, it really helps me understand the importance to God of us trusting him, relying on him, and believing him, and acting accordingly. 
You know, so many times we get anxious and uh, it's because of our unbelief. Right. Like, like that one fellow said in the Bible, Lord, I believe, but oh, help my unbelief. <laughs> help my unbelief. That's I'm sorry, I have to go. My phone's about ready to die. So, okay, Dan, we're going to end. Right? We're going to end here. Lord bless you. Here anyway. Thanks. So, uh, okay, we'll see you next time. Thanks a lot for joining. God bless. Thanks well, for having us. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well. Jim, I know you've been kind of silent back there, taking it all in. Do you have any comments to make at all? You're going to have to unmute yourself if you do. There you go. Well, I just enjoy hearing you fellas talk. Yeah. Well, it's a joy having you with us, too. So. All right. Well, uh, maybe we can get John to close in prayer. Uh, you'll have to mute yourself again, uh, Jim. Uh, we just lost Dan. So, okay, John, why don't you close? Okay. Lord, uh, we thank you uh, for your word. And we ask that uh, we too would be more of a people of faith as we grow older, that we would trust you, which is so reasonable, and uh, help us to do that. And as we see the day approaching, that we would be faithful to you, uh, no matter what the circumstances are, and just glorify you. And we just praise you for your word and for making salvation so simple mm. that. Uh, People like us who, who aren't very complicated people need it simple, Lord, and we just praise you for that. We just thank you for this night. In your name, amen. Amen. Now, thanks for closing, John. And uh, we'll end our meeting here. We're just a little bit short here, but uh, I think we, we kind of did justice to uh, that chapter. Uh, and it's just wonderful to look at the word of God and really try to understand what God is saying to us. And yeah. uh, we have to learn uh, more and more about the Lord. And uh, we got all eternity to learn. And I believe we're going to learn more and more, even throughout all eternity. Isn't that great? I, I love to learn. <laughs> and you can teach old dogs new tricks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, we'll see everybody. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Bye bye. God bless. Yeah. Bye bye.